Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, Girls Just Want to Have Funs. It is I, your host, Ashley, and I'm so excited to walk you through today's episode all on budgeting. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop on into it because I am a huge efficiency person. So let's try to get through the most we can in as little time as possible and get it done. So why budget? Why plan? Who should budget? Why should you have a budget? If you have a budget, that's great. If you don't, I'm gonna help you through it. And it's not gonna be scary. It's so doable and you all are so capable of getting in control of your finances. So a lot of people would say, "Um, I don't need a budget. I'm not rich. I don't have a lot of money. I don't even have an income stream. Why do I need a budget? A budget is for everyone, but specifically budgets are super useful for people who have limited money or someone who has a financial goal in mind, or someone that just wants to use their money in the best possible way they can, stretching every single dollar. Why budget? So there's a few reasons why you should budget. One of those reasons is because you will be 100% in control of your money. And I don't just mean you are 100% in control of your money, but I mean, you, you know where every dollar is going and you're, you're making it work for you. Budgeting also lets you track your goals. It keeps you in a place of long-term thinking rather than short-term thinking. And that's really helpful, especially when you're looking to prepare for post-grad life. So you're not just thinking this week, this month, this year, but next year, the year after, the year post-graduation. It also, budgeting allows you to open your eyes and really see where your money is going. What are you spending your money on? How many expenditures or um, how many card swipes did you have at Starbucks this this month? It really gets you to a point where it's like, oh, I had $100 last week, but now I have like two. So like, where did all that money go? Like, I don't really think I did that much. So it really opens your eyes to that sense. Budgeting also prepares you for unexpected costs when those come up. Unexpected costs could be anything from a, a, broken, um, a broken car, a flat tire, to a ticket that you get. I know those are all car examples, but <laughs> those do happen. All of the unexpected costs that I described, those are all things that would cause stress to anyone, especially when they can't afford it. So. Budgeting allows your money to alleviate stress by preparing you for the future and unexpected costs. So why would you plan? Why would you have a budget? Those things are great, but why actually do it? Like anything you have in mind or a goal that you want to achieve, you have to break it down into bite-sized pieces to get you where you want to go. This really taps into the discipline side, which is not a financial benefit of budgeting, but um, still a benefit. So budgeting gives you, it teaches you discipline. And what I mean by that is it almost has an internal battle between short-term gratification and delayed satisfaction. And when you budget, delayed satisfaction wins and you're operating with discipline, really keeping yourself in control and doing the best you can do with the money you have. So lensing all of that, our conversation lensed with that information, let's go ahead and actually dive into the methodology of budgeting.
So I use a rule, as you could say, that is called the 50-30-20 rule. And to be so simple and so easy, any literally anyone could use this. And it's so easy to implement. It's not like you have to create a spreadsheet and go through all of this, that, and the other, and comb through all of your finances, which I really, I really hope you would, so you know where your money is going. Um, that that's kind of a second part of it, but it really, it really does kind of get you to a place of knowing where you need to go. So let's explain how you do that. So the 50, 30, 20 rule, <clears throat> I think it was started by Dave Ramsey, which it doesn't really matter who necessarily started it. Pardon me, I'm kind of losing my voice, so I need a little bit of water there. So 50% of your money is going towards your needs. 30% of your money is going towards your wants. And then finally, 20% of your money is going towards your savings. That is the ideal budget in this sense. So really quick, I know some people have some problems with this, and I myself have had problems with this, but let's go ahead and break down the difference between a want and a need. So a need is something that is completely essential for life. I'm talking groceries, I'm talking gas, I'm talking necessities like tampons, I'm talking healthcare, that kind of falls under the same thing, prescriptions, um, cold medicine, cough drops when you're sick, Kleenex, toilet paper, all of those things. Your phone bill, those are all completely essential for life. Just because you want something doesn't mean you need it. So what are wants? For me personally, want is travel. I love to travel and I love eating out. Those are the, t- the, those are the things that I want and that's what I spend a lot of my want money on. Other people, it would be their Netflix subscription, their Hulu subscription, HBO, um, going out and buying clothes, designer clothes, buying shoes, shopping in general, anything in excess of what you currently have. Pardon me. One of the most, almost controversial, controversial things that I'll say in this episode is that coffee, I know you're going to hate me for this, coffee is a want. And what I mean by that is this doesn't fall under groceries. This falls under nice Starbucks brewed brewed coffee drinks. So I'm sorry, but it is technically a want. (laughs) So these are, your wants are your expenses that make life more comfortable. They enhance your essentials, if that makes sense. So how do we do this? Let's, let's look at an example real time with real numbers. So let's say that you make $250 nannying or that's your allowance. That's kind of a lot, but you know what? Who, who knows? Your amount is up to you. It's completely personal. $250, that's what we're working with. Under the 50, 30, 20 rule, 50% of that would go towards your needs. That is $125 a week on your needs. So gas, groceries, necessity, healthcare, phone bill. 30% of that would go towards your wants. So $75. And I'll break, I'll break down the wants in a second because I think, I think we should. And then finally, 20%, and I would honestly argue that this is the most important part of the rule, and that would be 20% 
goes to your savings. So that's $50 a week going towards your savings. So for the month, what does that look like? That looks like $200 a month that you've saved. After two months, that's 400. After an entire semester, that is $800 you did not previously have saved. That's awesome. That's really good. So let's dive into the wants. So I don't know about you, but I really like designer clothes. I, I don't know many people who don't. And so someone might argue, well, $75 really isn't a lot for my wants. That'll cover my Netflix. That'll cover a strawberry acai refresher here and there, but that won't really cover like the $300 pairs of shoes that I want or the sneakers or the golden goose sneakers or um, who knows what other kinds of sneakers you're trying to buy, but $75 won't cover them. Well, similar to savings, you can have a want fund, which is how I do it. I will save 30%. I, I'm not a huge want spender. That's, that's not really where I am. Um, a lot of my want spends are on flights. So I can't buy a flight with $75. If you can buy a flight out of Birmingham to somewhere for $75, please let me know because I've yet to find that, <laughs> that place. So I will save my want money until I can purchase what I want. So that's different from your savings. Your savings are your emergency fund for unexpected costs. Your savings are the money you have saved and put away for when the day comes that you need to use that, whether that be grad school or furnishing an apartment or putting down a deposit on your first apartment out of college, whatever those savings may be. This is not just a fund for you to spend later. Savings is truly like we're putting this away and we're not touching this until we absolutely need it if that makes sense. Want funds, as I like to say, want funds are saving with a spend in mind. So it's kind of a financial goal, as you would say. This is really helpful because let's say you want to go on spring break, but you don't have the money for it, but you, you're still a couple weeks out. And let's say you want $300 to spend on spring break and you have five weeks to go. So do the math, 300, minus, 300 divided by 50, or five, sorry. Over here, can't even do my own math. 300 divided by five. And that gives you the number every week that you need to put into your want fund, right? Perfect. So what I'll say about college is college is a really good time where we don't have a lot of overhead. For the most of us, we live on campus. We do not have rent to pay. We have parents, some of us, helping us out with our, um, some of our, our needs, like our phone bill, maybe our health care, um, maybe your gas, that's, that's great. So we don't have a lot of overhead. But the rule says, well, 50% needs to go to my needs. And I'm spending all of this on my needs, but I still have money left over. So what should I do with that money left over? And so I would say, well, are you goal-oriented or are you, are you gratif gratification-oriented? So what you could either do is say, I'm, I'm just going to save the 20%. That's all I want. I just want a little bit of cushion. And I'm going to take the extra money from my needs and spend that on my wants. And I would say, great, cool. 
So you're the type of person who wants to spend your money and save your, save your portion and that'll be the end of it. That's awesome. On the flip side of that, which is where I really align with my core budgeting values, if you would even say it like that, is if I have money left over in my needs, that's automatically going towards my savings. So I'm in this point of my life right now where I'm really, really trying to build up my savings in case I want to go to grad school. Or for me personally, I want to move to New York. So I know that's really expensive. And the deposit on my apartment's going to be the first month of rent. And I have to pay the first month of rent. So in New York, that could be like $6,000 with a $3,000 deposit and a $3,000 a month fee on rent, which is exorbitantly high. I completely understand that. And that is not everyone's life. Um, So I'm really trying to save all the extra money that I can. So if I have extra money from my needs because I don't have to pay for rent and I don't have to pay for my gas, that's really awesome because I can really exponentially grow my savings so much quicker than just if I was saving 20%. Does that make sense? So... The way I personally use the 5, 50, 30, 20 rule is I flip wants and savings on a daily basis. So instead of being 50 to needs, 30 to wants, 20 to savings, I have 50 to needs, 30 to savings, and 20 to wants. I realize that this is not for everyone, but if you're pretty frugal and you aren't really a huge spender, especially on things that aren't necessary, then this is a perfect way to fix it and flip it in a way that really is saving money for you. This is great to do during the summer, especially if you are living at home over the summer and you, your parents are, are cooking your food. Like truly you can save so much more. Like you can make this rule, whatever you want to make it. If you want it to be 45% to your savings and 65 to your wants, no 55 to your wants, sorry, math then you can do that. It really is just like a percentage game. You don't have to follow this. You can make it what you want it, but 50, 30, 20 is what I would recommend and it's the easiest way to do it. So that is my entire spiel on budgeting. I'm sure we'll get into more budgeting at a later date, but for now that is a very good amount of budgeting. I hope that all of you will take this into consideration and really apply it to your everyday life because it is so, so, so important. And I really believe that your money can work for you in this sense. Like if you really prepare and put your head down and really make make, make a promise to yourself and make a conscious effort to really let your money be kind of organized in three different categories, it'll change the way you spend. It won't just be, oh, I'm at Target. I love that sweatshirt. It's like, oh, I already bought a sweatshirt earlier this week. I've already maxed out my wants. So let's wait on that next week. And probably when you wait, it'll probably be on sale next week. (laughs) So that's all for me. Thank you for tuning into the first episode on budgeting. If you have any questions, please, please, please let me know. Also, Before I wrap it up, I would like to thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. And also, just to throw it in there, if you would like, if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to write a review, please do that on Apple Podcasts. That really helps it be seen to not only you guys, but also anyone else who is struggling with money, which that's not every everyone that's listening, but it definitely would help 
more than just you guys. So that's all from me. I hope y'all are having a wonderful week so far and I hope it gets better. Au revoir.